We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to No Other Pod. Been a couple weeks. Took a couple weeks off because there wasn't wasn't any Sporting KC news for for a little bit. But there has been some jam-packed couple of weeks with Sporting KC news, MLS news, and we are here to talk about all of it. Uh, I'm I'm Jimmy. And as always, I'm here with my good friend Dan. Dan, what is going on? Dude, we still have a podcast. We still (laughs) do things. Yes, we do. This is great. (laughs) <laughs> How's it going? We haven't gone anywhere. It's going good, man. It's going good. T- today, this real fast with you. I got to share this with you and the listeners. I'm a story guy. My day started off a little weird this morning, Jimmy. Oh. Um, getting ready for work. I'm packing up my wife and mine, uh, our meals for the day. And I see my dog ready to come in from outside. I'm like, oh my God, what did he get into? He's got like grass all over his face. What the hell? And then I look a little closer and I go, oh my God, he's not coming in here. Is that a worm? in his mouth i'm not letting him in with a worm in his mouth i look a little further oh no bro that's a tail oh no and i see a and i see a foot and i go i go this bitch ain't coming in he's not coming in and marissa loses it she's just like (laughs) oh my which dog was it it was splinter yeah Um, of course you know And we, we, Marissa's like, what do I do? And I'm yelling, she's yelling. We're yelling at each other, but we're not like mad at each other. So yeah. we're both like, stop yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we yelling at each other? It's not our fault. Loud noises. <laughs> but we're both just so scared. And I go, okay, go downstairs and, and go out the, like the downstairs door and summon him downstairs. And she's like, and then what? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sh- there. And it's, bro, it's half a mouse. He, we don't oh, know if he, no. we don't know if he crunched it. We don't know if it was already dead out there, but it's half a mouse and the bitch ate it. And, and he, when he finally dropped it, it was all bloody. Marissa got an empty Kleenex box and, and made the mouse a makeshift casket and put oh, it in the trash. Said a few words. Bro, and <laughs> Marissa comes back and she just goes, Her dog's a fucking murderer. Yeah. Splinter's not <laughs> vegan. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Bingo is just as complicit for watching it happen. <laughs> yeah. He hey. just stood there. He's not going to sti- snitch. So <laughs> Snitches get stitches, man. That's that right. ain't me. Yeah. Uh, but that's how my morning worked out, dude. And I'm just like, 
okay, when he poops, there's going to be like bones. There's going to be bones. It's going to be a mouse skull. Oh my God. I've dry heaved just thinking about it. It's going to be like one of those owl pellets you dissected in, in, in high school or whatever. Yep. Oh, that's awful. You remember those? We didn't. Re- <laughs> we forgot all about that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, dissect the owl pellets in biology. Yeah, and you're like, oh, look what this owl ate, huh? Yeah. A- ate a mouse, apparently. Yeah. Now you get to dissect Splinter's pellet and see what's in it. Well, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't let him in, because what if I come home and that dead mouse is just like on my pillow, mafia style? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a threat. Like a dead goat head in your bed or some it's shit. Trying to let you know who's in charge, bro. So that's been my day. And I've been like, I've been texting Marissa all day, like, Mickey Mouse is gone. Like, <laughs> Mickey Mouse Club bit the dust today. Oh, no. Uh, we'll just, we'll kill up tomorrow, man. Bingo, we'll eat a duck next time. We'll get Donald in <laughs> on the situation. And <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, awful. Yeah. Well, what What's a good in your world? Does your, does your cat eat mice at all? They haven't caught mice that I've seen. We haven't, you know, we had a mouse that was living in our grill outside, but I think an owl got oh. that because... That mouse disappeared and hadn't been back in a while. But uh, they'll they'll follow around. They don't eat them, but like when like big ass spiders get in our house, they'll like follow them around. Ass spiders? Can you imagine that? Yeah, big ones. Uh, <laughs> but like I'll be like watching the cats, and I'll be like, "What are they doing?" And they'll be like crawling across the floor, like looking at something. And I'll get over there, and there'll be like a silver dollar sized spider. They're just oh! watching, and I'm like, "Hell no!" And I get the shoe, and I smash that thing about twenty seven times, and then flush it you down hate- the toilet. So, yeah, I don't. Do you deal hate with it. them? You hate spiders? Uh, yeah. I don't love them. They're not my friends. Yeah, I'm not, fan. I'm not gonna catch them and release them. Like I will no. murder you. No, and you I know, will squash you to make sure you are dead. And you'll go in the toilet. You're not going in the trash can. No, for fear that you're not dead you're and you're gonna crawl flushed. back out. Yeah, you're getting flushed. I mean, they, they don't bother me. On me. They don't bother me. I won't bother them. Like you don't come into my place. I won't come into your place. Respect each other's <laughs> personal areas. <laughs> And we'll be I'm not fine. Come into your webs. But <laughs> once you come into my house, that's like a declaration of war. The only logical response is to respond back with an act of yeah. war, which is shoe crush. So and they're probably just like, man, it feels nice in here. Oh my doom, <laughs> my doom. So yeah. Anyways, soccer. Stuff, man. Hey, <laughs> has anything even happened? Like we we had like like nineteen drafts, and there's like three more to go, and. Yeah. uh I don't know, man. Offseason gets weird, and and free agency, you got to be in the league for like 19 years before you can go play for another team. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, thankfully Seth is old enough and uh, has been around long enough that I think he might be a free agent. But you know, we'll talk about all that. Um, I do want to say, you know, if you haven't left us a uh, rating or review, please go hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts, five stars, ratings, and reviews. Um, We would be appreciative of that. Uh, let us know. Do you like our uh, spider and mouse stories? If so, you'll get more of them. <laughs> Too much, but, uh, dude. I just uh, had to. I had to share it. I had to share it with you, and I was like, you know what? This could play well on the podcast. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. That's that's when I know things are getting good because like we talk about quite a lot of randomness, you know, via text or whatnot throughout the day. But when you start holding back stories to get like a real reaction on the podcast, it's when you know it's yeah. a good story. So very good, man. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm kind of scarred by the situation. I mean, he yeah. ended up, I guess he, he pooped inside when we were gone. And I was like, are there bones in it? He's letting you know. Yeah. It's He's just like, you. I don't feel well. Well, yeah, guess what, man? <laughs> you ate a rodent. Don't eat a raw mouse. Hell, he's got to cook it. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, anyways, let's talk about all of the... There's a lot that happened with Sporting KC and a lot that happened around the league. 
Uh, before we get to any of the drafts or roster moves, we had a, a big little uh, news bomb that dropped regarding young Gianluca Buzio. Uh, there were some rumors that started from an Italian media outlet that Serie A team Fiorentina had made a bid for Gianluca Buzio. And there were numbers out there floating around, about $3 million or so. Well, Soccer by Ives, SBI, did a little bit of reporting on this. And what SBI says is that there are multiple European clubs lining up to try to land Gianluca Buzio during this winter transfer window. That Fiorentina is preparing a transfer offer of more than $3 million. Um, that other Serie A teams are interested, including Genoa. That Liverpool and Wolves are both interested. Manchester United and Inter Milan have scouted. So that those are a number of big clubs. Peter Vermees did have a quote saying, There's been interest in him for the past 18 months. I knew it would pick back up, but it's not something we're rushing into by any means. Is there interest? Sure. There's lots of interest from a lot of different people at the moment, but we're not in any rush to make a deal. And all he would say other than that is he confirmed that Fiorentina made a formal offer for Buzio before the U-17 World Cup and that there's rumors that Sporting KC is looking for about $10 million for Buzio. So that's a lot of information. But what is your first reaction to all of that? Well, I mean, first reaction came at the very end, man. That's a lot of money. And as we know, Peter Vermees said he will entertain any idea if the price is right and if the timing's right for the club and the player. I mean, now, if Busio doesn't want to go, he's not. they're not going to do it. You know what I mean? If he's like, that's silly. No, I don't want to go. I'm too young. I don't want to get sex trafficked. I need to stay oh here. God. You know what I mean? So don't, don't say, oh, my God, that shit happens, man. And and if, if he's going to go up to Italy, it's just a bunch of racism. That's just true. a bunch of racism. There is a lot of racism he, in Italy. And he's mixed race. He yeah. can't be going up there, baby Boos. <laughs> you will not. Don't you yell those expletives at my baby Boos. But I, I think uh, if the time's right, man, and obviously that is a dream for most young players, so Busio would probably jump at that opportunity. Yeah, he said before, he kind of compared his situation to Tyler Adams from a few years ago. He was saying you yeah. know, they were both about 16 years old at the time, and you know he was like, I think I'm kind of like in the same situation, just maybe a couple years earlier. So, you know, he, and he, he started to, to play pretty well last year. I wouldn't say he was a consistent contributor, but especially as he got more and more time with Sporting KC toward the end of the season, uh, he had some of his best showings that he's had with the first team. And I would expect that if he's with the club this year, he would have a number of opportunities opportunities to contribute uh, across a number of positions on the team um do you think three million dollars if if you were peter ramiz and someone came to you and said three million dollars for buzio right now do you take that given the history of what happened with like eric palmer brown or do you say you know we've got buzio under contract through 2022 with the options that we have for him if we want I'm going to hold this one out and see what we can get uh, as far as a, a bigger price tag goes. What do you What do you think? That's true. I mean, uh, uh, why not hold out and see what happens? Yeah, and, and the other thing that I think is interesting about this is these numbers sound like quite a lot. And yes, $3 million is probably a lot for Buzio, especially given what he's done so far. $10 million is a crazy number, but that's probably a, a negotiating tactic. Aim high, and, and then if they settle on like $7 million, then yeah, they probably take that. Here's right. the deal, though. Let's say you sell him for $3 million or $5 million. That's not like $5 million that Sporting KC can just immediately inject back into the roster however they want. There are rules 
they can all now he is a homegrown player so skc does get 100 percent of that money they don't have to share it with the league but they can still only take 750,000 of whatever they could sell him for 100 million dollars they can only take 750,000 and convert that to general allocation money meaning that they can't just like pay a bunch of players up and down their roster with it only 750,000 dollars can be used for general allocation money now the rest of it can be put toward like a designated player but it's not like you get $5 million and suddenly you can just pay a bunch of players. It's very strict. So it makes it a little bit less enticing to sell for like a $3 million number. But once you start getting in that $6, 7 $8 million number, you're like, okay, if we can flip Buzio for a $7 million designated player, which that's how much Joseph Martinez cost Atlanta United, that's getting a little more enticing. So Agreed. It just gets a little crazy. But man, I think... At least I. I don't know you. But, like, I was always under the impression that at some point, Buzio's probably going to Europe. I mean, is that what you, you thought, too? I just didn't think it would be this early. Yeah, because I think he's I think he's been vocal about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to explore that. I mean, that's every kid's dream. So, yeah, I think I've always kind of assumed that. But you just reminded me that we have him under contract for a good while. Yeah, we have him at least his contract technically ends after 2020, but with the, they have options, club options for 2021 and 2022. So they could wow. technically exercise both of those options and then have him under contract for 3 more years and suddenly his value goes up even more because he got him locked up for 3 years instead of 1. So that's uh yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I don't ultimately think we're going to sell this this window. It sounds like Peter Vermees is fine unless they come back with 10 million dollars. Sounds like Buzio is going to be around for at least another six months. That's kind of what it sounds like to you, too. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't uh, exactly though. I mean, if, they, if it's a crazy amount of money and it's right for the player, then hell yeah. Cool. Yeah, same page. So, I'm excited, man, to see what he brings this year. I think he'll get a, a pretty good opportunity to contribute. Uh, we'll we'll see. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of changes this year. Yeah. Um. So. Then we started moving into the actual like roster move offseason mechanisms that are, are across MLS. You mentioned there's the the expansion draft because we had Nashville and Miami this year joining the league. Then there's reentry drafts. There's waiver drafts. There's all sorts of stupid drafts. But I would say the first major offseason news for Sporting KC came in the form of the MLS expansion draft. With the very last pick of the draft, nine of ten players had already been selected between Miami and Nashville SC. With the very last pick of the draft, Nashville SC selected left back slash central midfielder slash left winger slash who knows, will probably play goalkeeper <laughs> at some point in his career, Jimmy Madronda. So how, yeah. are, how are you feeling? You were in Vegas, I know, partying it up. So maybe you were just <laughs> having a grand old time anyway. But Probably how did you feel? Up. <laughs> how did you feel when you saw Jimmy Madronda taken in the expansion draft? Um, it was sad. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it. Bottom line, it was sad. I, I don't know. Uh, not much else to say there because I mean, you you think, well, we hey, we might get we might get a player getting taken. Well, that nope, that's not the case. Yeah, I think when we talked about the protected lists and whatnot, like we mentioned, if Jimmy Madronda is not protected, that's the one who is probably the most enticing for a team, an expansion team, particularly a team like Nashville, because he's an experienced utility-type player. 
He's a serviceable left back. He's a serviceable left winger. He's a serviceable midfielder. Nashville's a team that's going to need a lot of utility-type players. He's had experience. That makes a lot of sense. Now, immediately after the expansion draft, Sporting KC also traded backup goalkeeper Adrian Zendejas to Nashville SC for a combined $175,000 in allocation money and a 2020 international roster slot, which most people assume is worth about $100,000. So $275,000 for Adrian Zendejas, a backup keeper. What really it kind of sounds like is there was probably some behind-the-scenes deals working going on between Mike Jacobs, the former um, general manager of Sporting KC, who's now with Nashville, to say, okay, leave Madronda unprotected. We'll take him, but then we'll way overpay for Zendejas and trade you for him. And the reason is because now Zendejas doesn't have to be on their senior roster. He can go down to their USL side, whereas Jimmy Madronda, taken in the expansion draft, does have to be. So does it make a little right. more it sense, I like, guess? It sounded like they probably had a deal. I mean, because obviously they worked together for years. So, I mean, why not help each other out? You, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And... uh my back is my penis, you know? Okay. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, you know. What is that from? Is that from Superbad? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> you don't remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, no, man. That's uh, a... <laughs> I don't remember. Feels like, like it's probably Superbad or Pineapple probably. Express or something. Sounds like, yeah. I was like, wow, Vegas really got to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Zoomanity. So, yeah, that was, it was well, sexy. Yeah, there you go. That's probably what happens in that show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Zendejas was always very nice. His brother would always interact with us on Twitter. So that was kind of really? cool. Yeah. He, his brother would like stuff from the podcast and, and, and whatnot. Uh, so kind of, I mean, it's, it's sad to see him go, but you know, I don't think it's losing Zendejas. I mean, do, you know what my favorite Zendejas moment was? Pretty sure it was, uh, no, you might've been there. I was at this game at children's mercy park. I think <clears throat> I was there with you. Um, it was the, the USL Western conference final in 2017 when Zendejas kicked the penalty or no, maybe you weren't there. You must've been in Chicago, but he kicked the penalty, the game winning penalty kick for SPR to send them to the USL cup over Oklahoma city. Yeah, that was cool. So always have that memory, but I don't know, man, people were kind of mad that they left Madronda unprotected and let him go, but they must have more information than we do. I mean, he's coming off a, a number of injuries. so True. And I think with Luis Martins at left back, I mean, obviously they feel pretty set with uh, with him there. So don't really feel the need to keep another left back on the roster. But, yeah, it feels weird, man. It feels... Uh... I don't know. I thought I thought Jimmy would be a lifer as much as we hung on to him when he was injured and when he was doing this and that. He was our utility player. It just uh, just feels weird. You really thought he time. Well, he was with us for a long time, but you thought maybe he was a lifer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of lifers, there was I don't know if you would call them shocking or not, but Sporting KC right after the expansion draft announced their roster moves which basically means they're going to say who they exercised contract options on and who they're not exercising contract options on and so who's basically off the team well skc exercised options on goalkeeper eric dick defender graham smith forwards joseph fernandez eric hurtado and daniel shallowy so they're all coming back 
what they the players they declined options for were Gideon Zalalem, who I don't know if that's necessarily a huge surprise, Benny Failhaber, which again I don't think is really that big of a surprise given the way that we acquired him again. But then the one that caught some people off guard, defender Seth Sinovic, who had been with the club for nine years. So he's the lifer I'm talking about. What was your reaction when you saw who's staying and who's going from the roster decisions? I was surprised about the Benny thing. I thought he was still, you know, still had another year or two to offer. And this year, but I'll quote Matt Doyle here um, on extra time. He was like, you know, he was surprised by it too. He said he could be an excellent uh, super sub, you know, someone you need to come out and lock things down at the end of a game, you know? Yeah. I think it's, you know, sporting KC fans, some of them that I saw that were mad about this move, I think still are looking at Benny with a little bit of rose-colored glasses, thinking back to, you know, 2014, 2015, even 2016 Benny, uh, where, you know, he was at some point, you know, in MVP discussions. When he went to L.A. and then to Colorado for a bit, he just wasn't that player anymore when he came back. But I think you are right. There is something to be said for having a veteran locker room presence and somebody who can come off the bench and for 20, 30 minutes provide a spark every once in a while. Yeah. Um, The strangest thing for me is, like, this is really the end for Seth's time with Sporting KC. And the amount of times that we brought in a different left back who was going to challenge Seth, whether it be Marcel DeYoung or Rodney Wallace, or Jimmy Madronda, or Jalen Lindsay, or, you know, finally it was Luis Martins who ultimately unseated him, I guess. But Seth was just sort of like the guy that would never go away. And he was there during playoffs, three U.S. Open Cups, an MLS Cup. And, you know, sounds like he's still got some time uh, left in the tank and he wants to play with another team. He's just kind of fielding offers right now. So, I don't know, man. Do you think he's going to be on the, the sporting legends wall one day? Well, that's tough to say. I don't, uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, has he, he hasn't really done anything like breaking records or anything like that. He hasn't, but not, I mean, nine seasons with one club. Um, you know, he, he, he's been just sort of a consistent presence for Sporting KC, you know, a, across two, more than 250 appearances, 245 starts across all competitions. Um, he had some playoff goals. He had 16 assists. Like, I just feel like he's one of those players who was just sort of that unsung workhorse hero that never was on the stat line that much. But like, if we didn't have for the last nine years would be nowhere near and probably would have less trophies than we do now. So it's tough, man. He's such a nice guy. That's tough to say, man. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best. And it sucks to go see him go somewhere else and play against us but i mean he'll uh he'll probably get more playing time than he would have with us i mean sad to say he'll probably be a great coach one day i don't know if that's what he wants to do or not but he seems like the kind of guy who would be like a great like academy coach like teaching like 16 17 year olds just like how to be good teammates and players and whatnot right right but <clears throat> who knows i wouldn't hate to see him go away you know i mean he's, he's a local guy too right isn't he from kansas city so I, I wouldn't hate to see him, you know, if he goes and plays somewhere else for a year or two, come back and, and work with the club in some sort of technical capacity. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, 
Yeah, the one guy that, that is still on the roster that I think everybody was kind of hoping wouldn't be is uh, <laughs> Andre Ufontis. <laughs> still Jeez. there. Which I don't think is surprising, but but he's still around, at least for now. We haven't used our off-season contract buyout yet. Not saying he will, but, you know, that's still an option. Um, it's, it, I don't know, man. It's Did, did we mention Seth Sinovic already? <laughs> yeah just a little bit um, <laughs> it's uh that, that's a sad deal man I, I no one picked him up as of now though right no he was on 610 uh, on I, on monday or tuesday i don't remember which day it was and he just basically was like i've had some interest i'm fielding offers huh. i'm just gonna wait to see what comes in and do what's best for see, me and my family sporting's not gonna plug that interview on their social media if it has nothing to do with them because he's not a contracted player like technically right Right. So they're not going to say, hey, go listen to Seth's interview. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can go to thebluetestament.com and there's a little write-up about it there and a link to it. But yeah, Sporting KC is not promoting it. Right. So, I don't know. We uh, we did not pick anybody um, in in the waiver draft. Uh, FC Cincinnati picked Harrison Madunian in from the Philadelphia Union, who's a, a decent midfielder. Um, there were a couple other players picked, um, but SKC didn't do anything. What they did do in the re-entry draft, which is different than the waiver draft, is Sporting KC selected goalkeeper Richard Sanchez from the Chicago Fire. And he's 26 years old, and he will probably be, I would guess, the backup to Tim Melia and let Eric Dick go down and be the Swope Park slash Sporting KC two-keeper. Um, I don't know. What do you, What do you think about this? Super interesting. I mean, I guess that was a huge concern. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, we just we just booted our backup goalkeeper, so now I guess we got Eric Dick. What are we going to do? Well, they addressed that concern. So, I mean, enough said, right? Yeah, he's he's made many more MLS appearances than Eric Dick. He's made 27 total appearances, 26 of which were starts with, with the Chicago Fire. Um, he was the Fire's primary keeper in 2018. Um he came through the FC Dallas Academy, which many people in MLS love talking about. And uh, you were mentioning before we started recording that he was even in the picture for uh, the, the Mexican national team, I think. Or, or was it national team or, or in Liga MX? I don't remember. Well, no, it was the youth. I mean, he was growing, He was going up with the uh, U-17s and U-20s and I think the U-20 World Cup. And, uh, you know, that would make you think, hey, they're grooming him, you know, for yeah. when Jesse Gonzalez decides to be bad. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Sanchez is only 26 years old. I know Eric Dick's even younger, but if he really is like a, a good potential pickup, like let's say Melia's got three more solid years in him, which he easily could. At that point, if Sanchez is still around, he's 29. That's like about the age Tim Melia was when he actually started being good with Sporting KC. So Sanchez might be around for a long time. This could be a long play. So we'll see. That's in- that's interesting. I have no information that that's actually what's going to happen. That's just pure conjecture. But I, I, you know, I don't. I like having a veteran backup like him come in to be Melia's backup because if Melia does get hurt, I feel much more comfortable having somebody who's almost got a full season of MLS starts under their belt than someone like Eric Dick, who his only wasn't his only MLS start the last game of last year, and and he got rocks to no fault of his own. But it just wouldn't be a good situation if he suddenly had to become our primary keeper, right? So, I don't know. Um, 
we did get a question from a fan, um, you know, from Tristan Jordan. What are some of the, the well, Tristan said more ridiculous trade rumors that you have read, heard about related to SKC, um, but also related. Drake Ewing said, do you believe the Cavallani trade rumor? Which I don't know if you are up on this or not, but one, of the, one of the rumors um, is Sporting KC is linked with Canadian International, uh, a, a player by the name of... Uh, Lucas Cavallini. He plays currently for Club Puebla in uh, Liga MX. Um, he's, he's a decent striker who's valued in the 7 or $8 million range. Um, and, and he's had a number of goals for the Canadian national team this year. He's playing very well. So, striker, designated player. Does this sort of pique your interest a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, if the rumor's true. We've had a lot of rumors in the past, you know what I mean? So, not really sure uh, how much stock is in this. Yeah, I mean, it's it was reported by uh, TUDN, which is like the Spanish language sports arm of Univision, I believe. Um, I've heard this pop up a couple of different places, so I think there might be something to this. Does that mean that they actually get something done? I don't know, but uh, I certainly wouldn't hate this to see have a you know a, a young ish. Twenty-something-year-old um, striker come in and and really see what he can do. And his club, Club Puebla, is not doing that great in Liga MX this year, so they're probably a little bit more inclined to uh, to sell. So, well, yeah, it can't be any. Uh, I mean, it can't be any worse than our current situation. I mean, let's no. uh, you know try anything. I think we'll all be excited about a a goal scorer coming into the situation. Yeah, we have one striker on the roster right now, and Eric Hurtado, because Christian Namath is out of contract, and it does not sound like Sporting KC is planning on bringing him back. Hey, I like it. I like Hurtado, man. I know we were kind of skeptical on him at first, and like I think you even said at one time, Hurtado's not the guy, and I and I agree with you. I agree he's not the guy, but I think he could be a guy. I think he could be a, a very important guy to our our uh, our system, you know. Yeah, I have no problem with him being sort of like a, a muscly physical uh, guy coming off the bench. Well, if you do have a problem, I mean, I'll tell him and he will kill you. He'll, he'll let me know. Yeah, that wouldn't go well for me. I'm, I think I have about a foot on him as far as height goes, and he's got about 8,000% more muscle than I do. So. Oh, dude, he looks like he's got that ground and pound. I mean, he'll take your tall ass down to the ground and you're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's looking at like, you know what, 2% body fat because he's just a, a built little bowling ball. Uh, yeah, all he does is watch UFC, and so we can practice on you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, that's I, I don't mind him at all coming off the bench. I, I do mind him being the primary striker. But Cavallini, man, I like that. We'll see. So, did you get a chance to hear any of Peter Vermees's interview? It was about nine minutes long, ten minutes long on Tuesday, where he was sort of talking about some offseason roster moves and, and what they're planning on doing. Say, say that one more time. I think we cut out a little bit. Did you get a chance to hear any of Peter Vermees' Tuesday interview when he was talking about off-season roster moves and what some of their plans are? No. How did I miss that? Where was that at? It's on SportingKC.com right now. It's a nine-minute video. What? But, you know, there's a lot that he talked about where he was saying, you know, if you want to change, then, you know, some people have to be moved out to make a change. And he was like, I have nothing bad to say about Seth whatsoever. Like, he's going to be a great player for somebody else. I don't want to have to play him. There's a lot of little tidbits of information they're talking about holding people accountable and whatnot. But this is what I thought. I pulled out one line that I, I think was 
or a couple lines that I think were the most interesting parts to me. He said, we're definitely getting at least one player on each of the lines, if not more. So a forward, a midfielder, and a defender. He goes, I'm getting getting closer. And then he kind of continued, you know, with the injection of capital into the league, so like money, resources, it's opened us up. Oh, thank you. Thank you for dumbing that down for for those of us that don't know what that means. It's not just you. We might have some people out there who don't know. Uh, (laughs) Oh, they just posted that today, by the way, that interview. Yeah. So with the injection of capital, it's opened us up to one, two, three different tiers we didn't have before. So he's saying we're going to add players to to each of the lines, a, a forward, a midfielder, and a defender, at least one on each. And that he's getting closer to, to finishing some moves. And that we are accessing different tiers of players than we've ever accessed before. And then he kind of said, you know, the season last year didn't go how we wanted to go, obviously. But I'm excited. This is a new challenge. We have an opportunity to sort of do some things differently that we haven't had before. And, and we're going to hit the ground running. So, I don't know, man. Cool. It sounds like some people are coming in. I, I'll have to listen to that later because I... Uh... Must have left work before that was posted, but uh, it sure does sound it sure does sound nice. Yeah, it sure sounds like uh, I don't know things things moving in the right direction. Yeah, he taught he gave some credit to some of these expansion teams coming in and sort of like you know forcing some change to happen. And he's like, you know, MLS isn't necessarily just that retirement league anymore. Players are coming in and more of the prime of their career. Yes, you still get some of those Latin type players, or maybe you know, there's the rumors about Luis Suarez or Caval. Uh, um, almost said Cavallini, uh, Cavani from PSG, but you still have the the Barcos, the Almirons, the the the, the younger South American players who are coming in, the Raúl Ruiz Diazes. Uh, so sounds like we're getting close. I'm hoping maybe next time we have a podcast, we might actually have a striker to announce, a designated player. Who knows? So it's getting exciting. Sure is. I uh, I. I keep- I mean, things could get real damn fun here in the next uh, couple weeks. Yes, sir. Uh, I do want to, uh, let's see here. Well, (laughs) one of our questions from uh, Vietfan said, do you see SKC picking any players in the re-entry draft? If so, which player would be your top choice? Yes, I think Sporting KC should select Richard Sanchez, goalkeeper from the Chicago Fire. That's what I was thinking. Uh, You know, (laughs) how many... How many games did he play this year? Wasn't it like 24 or something? I think, yeah, somewhere around there. He, you know, he really spent most of his career, uh, his, his appearances in 2018 with the Chicago Fire when he was their primary keeper. So, there huh. you go. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, yeah, they, they, sorry, you know, they already made that selection before we could record. So, there you go. Um, I do want to get to SKC unveiled some vague details about preseason in 2020 so i want to get to that but before we do that i did just want to read a couple more tweets from fans ian siebert says hot take i don't think we should buy a striker unless we find one that is perfect don't settle well Ian, well, i don't you know beggars can't be choosers <laughs> gotta we gotta get what we can you know yeah if you uh if you would have told me that two years ago i would have said you are right uh if you're telling me that now i don't want to go through another year of well we didn't quite find the right guy because if that's the answer again you got to find new scouts because something's not going on it's uh uh, yeah i get i get what you're saying ian you're trying to drum up controversy 
and I applaud you for that. But uh, I think we gotta I think we gotta get something. I think we do too. Um, Drake Ewing asked a question, and so this will be our our little break for just a couple minutes before we switch to the rest of MLS because there's a lot of things that happen in MLS. Drake wants to know what movie or show have you watched the most of on Disney Plus. <laughs> what show have I watched the most? Yeah. Oh man. It's clearly we talked a lot about Disney Plus last episode. <laughs> true, true. Nah, man, I've just been watching the the originals, the uh you know, the the high school musical, the musical, the series. And yep. also and you know, the the Jeff Goldblum thing is magical. I don't know if you've been watching that. It's on my list. I haven't yet watched it. But I know And I of course to. the Mandalorian, everyone's watching that. That's that's just a given. Yeah. Uh I did you know? I downloaded Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2 to my iPad when I was uh, flying. And okay. I'm sorry that I did. <laughs> oh, no. Not good? Well, I'd never seen it before. And I was like, hey, it's the Joe Bros. And uh, uh, who's that? Uh, Demi Lovato. And I was like, why, why the hell not? I'm sure this is great. Spoiler alert. It's not that great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have not seen those. Don't plan on watching those probably anytime soon. Um, but you know what is great? The Descendants. I think I've told you that. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. Uh, That's a good one. Mandalorian is definitely what I've watched the most of. I am a... Uh, That's fun. Spoiler alert, for those of you who haven't watched yet, uh, turn it down. I'm a big fan of Baby Yoda. Yeah, so, you and everybody else isn't? in this world. I don't <laughs> I don't get the, the nostalgia behind it. I'm just like, oh, cool. Baby Yodes. That's great. Baby Yoda hater? No. Not a hater. I'm just not a. You want Baby Yoda to die? I what? I'm just not an enthusiast. Dan right? said he wanted them to kill Baby Yoda before he had a chance to save him. What? I didn't say that. I am coming to your place, and my dog's <laughs> gonna eat all your mice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I just I mean look, it's it's not like the most unpredictable show. Like you can pretty much guess what's gonna happen. Oh, of course, just like most Star Wars shows. But it's it looks beautiful. It feels like Star Wars, and it's just fun. Oh, it better so. look beautiful. They had a like ten million dollar budget or more, or whatever it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think uh, that's that's my favorite show going on there right now, and uh, I have it's spoken. Fun, man. I've been rocking some Apple Plus too myself. Uh, M Night Shyamalan has a show about to start on there. Yeah, it looks terrifying. I mean, so. I I love his shit. So let's go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you for the question, uh, Drake, and everyone else who asked a question. If you have more Disney Plus and or Sporting KC questions, feel free to uh, let us know via Twitter at NoOtherPod or uh, email us, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. So, um, for Jimmy, I'm Dan. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> no, we got a little bit more here. All right. Uh, Sporting KC did announce that they will be back in Arizona. Surprise for Surprise. the 2023 season. Dude, let's go. Scottsdale, Arizona. So. Uh, January 19th to February 1st, and then February 8th to February 22nd. What do you do down there? Say you want to go watch some preseason. Okay. That's not taking up your whole day. No. But, like, what what do you do when you vacation to Arizona? Do you just go try to avoid scorpions Hang in the desert? Hang with all the old people? You do know? you continuously apply chapstick because it's just <laughs> dry? That was me in Vegas. I was like, great, herpy outbreak. It was ridiculous. Know. There, uh, I mean, there's some good hiking and, and outdoors activities in, in Arizona. Um, I, I, yeah, there's things to do, but yes, it is very hot. But, you know, February, it's it's not, you know, scorching summer hot. So, 
Gotcha. We we had a hike booked in Vegas and it was supposed to rain, so we canceled and got our money back and added a second show. We we saw Chris Angel one night and went straight to that O Cirque du Soleil show right after Chris Angel. Hmm, I haven't seen that one yet, but bro, it the one on water, it's yeah. nuts. Okay, I've I mean, seen you, the Beatles. You get some of their. Dude, that's a great one. That's fantastic. Yeah. We saw that was our first one we ever saw together. Yeah, it's amazing. But I mean, now that they're, uh, you know, there's certain legal laws up a Cirque du Soleil show like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just say my Apple Watch thought I was asleep because I was so calm. Really? I just didn't move. I was like, whoa. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to see that next time in Vegas. I don't know when that'll be, but it's the most expensive one there, dude. But it's so worth it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, Sorry, had a good vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about some some other MLS news. Um, you know, so, some other players that were let go by their teams. Bradley Wright Phillips, the striker for the New York Red Bulls, no longer with the New York Red Bulls. Is he the type of guy who you would look at if the price was right for Sporting KC, maybe in like a super sub coming off the bench type role? Sure. Why? Why not? I mean, he's a very experienced former Golden Boot winner. I think the problem is he wants designated player money. And at his age, I just don't think he's going to probably get that. He's 34 years old. But, I mean, he's got 108 MLS regular season goals. So, 126 across all competitions. That's quite a lot. Quite a bit. Uh would be expensive. But why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Matt Doyle also said that Sporting KC should try to get uh, Juan David Cabezas from Houston Dynamo in the reentry draft stage two. He's a. How'd uh, you say his name? Juan David Cabezas. Oh my God, that was so ethnic. I love it. <laughs> you know me. There's two things that you think of hand in hand as Jimmy and ethnic. Oh my um, God. So he's a, he's a designated player who's, he's not that old. Um, he's, he's, 28 so he's still got some years left he's just coming off uh, some injuries but hey if you need a, a backup defensive mid why not uh, yeah we'll see you know there's still plenty of free agents that are out there that are out of contract and that'll that'll be available uh, but the biggest two pieces of news that I want to talk about are one did you hear about this new all-star game format? MLS all-stars versus yeah. Liga MX all-stars. Yep. What do you think about it? Um, it's, They're trying to force this Liga MX battle. All right. This continental clash. And uh, I'm okay with it. I, I also like the idea of bringing in a big name club. I mean, when we, when, when we saw, uh, Wait, did you come up? You didn't come up to Chicago for All-Star, did you? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember. I knew you came up for sporting. I couldn't remember if you came up for MLS. Um, by the way, we should look at going to Chicago next year for a sporting game. I know we go there. This could be fun. Could be fun, But yeah. when you're watching a big-name club like that, that, that feels cool, man. Those big-name players. and uh, But this is cool, too, because now Liga MX is going to have to create an All-Star team. They don't just get to say, all right, Club America, go play. They they actually have to pick and choose and make an all-star team. And that could be interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I look, MLS is clearly moving toward this. Like you said, they want to make this rivalry with Liga MX more of a thing. 
they're doing that with Leagues Cup. Oh, well, hey, it'll be more fair because it's not like bringing a a Real Madrid team in that already plays together and know how each other play. At least you have another all-star team for like a week, just like you. Yeah. So it could be a more interesting game. That's true. Well, and there's these rumors that like eventually MLS and Liga MX used to want to combine into like one super league type of thing. Uh, and I so, don't necessarily like that. Yeah, that would be tough. But, you know, this is just they're continuing to sort of build up this rivalry between MLS and Liga MX. And so I, I'm, I'm more interested in watching this game, I think, than I am watching, you know, mostly reserves and a star or two for a European team come play. So... We'll see. I'm a little excited about it, but you know, I reserve the right to change my mind once I see what happens on the field. So, <laughs> but I am uh, kind of interested to see what happens. The other big piece of news, and I'm sure you've seen this, everybody who's listening, and Dan, you've seen this too. The Chicago Fire have rebranded as Chicago Fire FC, and they have unveiled a new badge and quote-unquote brand identity. So... Come on. Why'd they have to put FC on it? Why did they have to taint it? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Dude, it's an it's Chicago Fire. I almost said MLS original because that's how long they've been around. It feels like they're an MLS original. Yeah, well, now... Might the, as well be. I mean, the the Revolution are the team with the, the only team that has, like, one of their original crest from like the you know they were the chicago fire came in in 97 league started in 96 but they were essentially an mls original new england revolution are now the only team from like 96 97 that still has their original crest um but i don't see don't have their same crest nope they do not so interesting they used to have like more like a seafoam green and yellow like spirally type kind of crest um gotcha but one, well, it's what, I don't care about the crest. I don't care that they changed the crest. That would have been fine. But why put FC at the end of it? Because all the cool kids are doing it? Because all the teams that win are doing it? Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, I don't know why they did I mean, so if you read what they wrote on the website, they're like, you know, the mirrored icon with flames inverted to become a crown. Hence, the fire crown tells the story of a dramatic rebirth and a city's triumph. And I'm like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. But, you know, they were like... We wanted a child to be able to draw it, but also for it to have all sorts of symbolism. Um, and then wonderful, they, <laughs> they very ch- cool. They changed I, their I'm, colors. I'm awful. To... I'm awful at Microsoft Paint, and I think I could I could draw something better. <laughs> yeah, I just you know, and the other thing that was interesting was they were talking about how part of the reason they felt they needed to change it was like you know there were many times where players or club staff members or fans were approached by people who thought we were actual Chicago firefighters and, you know, it was always awkward. And I'm like, well, that this isn't going to necessarily solve that problem. If that's a problem, you're going to have to change the whole name. So They like, thought you were firefighters? No firefighter goes, I played for the Chicago Fire putting out fires. What? And I don't believe that there was, like, every time, like, Nemanja Nikolic got on a plane, like, somebody walked up to him and was like, thank you for your service. Like, oh I don't... my god! Well, no player is like, oh man, the fires I had to put out at the office today. Oh, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like, if that's you know, look, the biggest reason that they the, a change needed to be made, if you were to ask me, is Google the phrase Chicago Fire. You will nowhere get any results having anything to do with Chicago Fire, the soccer club. You're gonna get a hell of a lot of results about 
a terrible fire TV that show. happened in the city and a really popular TV show. No, you get the TV show like right away, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, did you mean Chicago PD or Med or Lawyers or <laughs> however yeah. many shows they got? Certainly you didn't mean the soccer team. Bro, like, I started watching that show when it came on. I had no idea it would go for eight seasons because I was like, well, you now have four shows and you're trying to get me to watch all of them. I'm not into it. Yeah. So I just I think this is real dumb. I think the logo looks real stupid. I think the colors are basically RSL's colors, and that's really stupid. The jerseys that I saw that are leaked are real bad. So I just I think this is a mess. And they kind of doubled down, and they're like, you know, we're not going to let you know initial reactions sway us from what we're trying to do. And I'm like, this is this is just not good. Well, you can't change it. I mean, it's not like Leeds Sonic- United did. Well, it's not like Sonic the Hedgehog has bad teeth and everyone <laughs> wants you to change it, so you do. That's, Stick to your guns, people. That's what Leeds did, though. They came out with a new crest, and people hated it so much so quickly that they're like, okay, fine, never mind, we'll go back to the old one. Oh, my God. Power of the people, dude. Yeah. The people. Th- think about that, man. The The creators are probably so pumped about for you to see Sonic the Hedgehog and Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, and now they got to like prolong the movie because they had to fix the motherfucker's teeth. It's true. So, I just, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, they claim they did market research. I don't know how much market research they actually did with this logo. Market re- you know what market research is? I'm walking on, Ve- on the Vegas Strip, and there's a little market research place where you can go in and give your feedback on many different TV shows and pilots and whatnot. Who's wasting their vacation spending two hours in some kind of conference room talking about a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. That's their market research, man. Someone who's high as shit telling them like, oof, I don't like them Sonic the Hedgehog teeth. You better change that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that Chicago Firecrest. That reminds me too much of the show. Yeah. I like Chicago Justice. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's probably one of those things where people will eventually get over it, but it's cool they're moving to Soldier Field. It's cool a lot of the things they're doing. Man. I think this is just the first kind of misstep. So Let's go get that in. Depending on, uh, you know, I don't want to go up there when it's cold or nothing because that kind of sucked. But uh, let's go hit up there a little early Chicago summer, huh? Let's play the fire in May. I'm all about it. Yeah, depends on uh, when we play them. We'll hopefully find out the schedule early next year. So, we'll yep, see. January. That'd be, watch it be a Wednesday game. I'll be oh, like, I'll be so pissed. God. We do know a couple games, and this was the last thing I just wanted to mention. We do know Nashville SC will host Atlanta United, and Inter Miami will host the Los Angeles Galaxy, both on uh, February 29th, Saturday. Well, that's cool. So they've announced that, huh? Yeah, just those two games. We know Sporting KC will play on either Saturday, February 29th, or Sunday, March 1st. Wait, the the season's starting in February? Yep, February 29th is the first game. Leap day, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and then we don't get soccer for four more years. That's how it works. That's, yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> so you better enjoy it. Um, uh, wow, man, that seems soon. I mean, I think we, I know we always started like March seventh or eighth or something like that, but that's like a whole week sooner. Yeah, that's it's a week sooner than last year. So we'll see. But yeah, February 29th uh, is the first regular season MLS games. Nashville SC hosting uh, Atlanta United. It's probably going to be a nice little rivalry there, a little Southern rivalry, and Inter Miami hosting the LA Galaxy. So it'll be fun. But wow. We just got FCs, FCs all over the place. I just Yeah, speaking of I'm which, disgusted. that was the other thing. Let's end on this. Screw Grant Wall. 
Like, what oh. is he doing? Coming Yo, out here he talking is... about bad rebrands. Does he not like for sporting Kansas City fans to like him? Because they, know, they don't, and they never do. Yeah, and Rob Heineman, I was like, good for you, Rob, came out there and hit him with yeah. the, I feel bad for you as a Kansas City. Like I was like, get him, Rob. I Rob just... came hot, and I texted you, and I was like, should we get Grant Wall on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your first reaction, and I was like, oh, boy. Well, I think he went to my high school, and uh, a girl I know like graduated with him and is very good friends. I saw them like having a Twitter convo one day, and I was like, yo, you know Grant Wall? I said, have him come on my podcast. She's like, I bet he would. She's like, you should ask him. And uh, then all this happened. I was like, oh, shit. Could you imagine if we brought him on here to, like, set the record straight? <laughs> like, what did you really mean? You really hate sporting Kansas City supporters? Do you really kick puppies? Yeah, I just – look, he's – this is what's pissing me off. He's just, like – one, he thinks the brand is just the name. That's not the same thing. The brand is not the name. If you – the brand is everything that Chad came on and mentioned when he was on the podcast with us for, like, yes. 45 minutes a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that. Clearly, the brand is not just the name Sporting Kansas City. It's everything that goes along with it that makes people feel things about the city. And your wife was one who said herself that – she listened to that interview with Chad and it like brought her to tears because it reminded her how much she loved the city and why she loves the club because of the connection the club has made with the city. Yeah, that was cool. That's what a brand is. Grant. Chad is bringing people to tears, man. Grant. You look thumbass looking Grant. You I say just... thumbass? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God. Do you watch Silicon Valley? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> maybe I should. Sorry, just this past episode, he's like, I've been calling a lot of people thumbasses. Oh really? No, I came up with that all on my own. So. Oh my God, you stole it. <laughs> um, but what he said was, SKC has shown you can still turn around a club despite a bad rebrand. First off, how can you claim SKC underwent a bad rebrand when they went from literally being dead last in in per- merchandise sales behind generic MLS crap to being one of the top selling clubs in the league? How you well, go from bad about it? Play- he didn't even mention what's bad. He just doesn't like the name because he thinks it's a European sounding name. Because he followed it up with. P.S. The best brand names in MLS are just the names of cities. New York is a good brand name. So is Chicago. That's why I never send a story with Real Salt Lake or Sporting Kansas City, what? but just Salt Lake what? or Kansas City. Though the New York changed that. New York City FC. Get off your damn high horse! Like he literally. Or is he talking ref- about Red Bulls? I don't. He just he refuses to name to call Sporting Kansas City Sporting Kansas City in a Yo. story because. He's just a petty little thumbass looking. Are they, who knows what? <laughs> Are they gonna revoke his press pass? I hope so. That'd be nuts. Hey, I'm Grant Wall. We know who you are. Go suck a dick. <laughs> You're not welcome here. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I just, <laughs> Rob, like you know, what Rob said. This is an enormous insult to the effort and intent we've put into trying to improve to oh, provide a great God. American soccer experience in Kansas City actually makes me sad for you as a kansas city native what so, if rob just saw him and he's like hey rob and rob's like hey grant fuck off <laughs> yeah but then grant keeps he doubled down the name of a team makes far less of a difference to me than what actually gets done in a club okay but then you don't understand he what a brand down. is he responded to rob yeah but he doesn't understand what a brand because then he tried to be like it's perhaps the most remarkable story in mls history and important to me as a kansas city native no stop trying to suck up now that you got caught you got caught. You got called out by one of the 
owners of the club, and now you're trying to backtrack but also say that the name sucks. Like, first off, you don't understand what a brand is because the brand isn't just the name. The brand is everything, and it's clearly been successful with you know 150-plus straight sellouts and merchandise sales and a new stadium and everything else. And we're also the only cl- – like, would you rather there be just another United? Like, we're the only MLS team that's sporting anything. So it's somewhat unique. Wow. I just Get out of here, Grant. Get out. That's – got me a little heated. Dumbass. So, anyway, that's all I have <laughs> on that note. Sweet, man. Uh, that's it. Anything else for our good listeners? You know, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to try to stay up and watch this KU game, but I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't blame you. But um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, for, for sticking with us through this off season. You know, we don't know what the next couple weeks hold as far as Sporting KC News, but, you know, at, at worst, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode. And, uh, you know, hopefully you all have a happy and safe Thanksgiving with your family and friends or whoever you are with. If you're just by yourself, that's awesome, too. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy whatever food you want you guys enjoy. And, uh, Dan, do you guys have any special plans for uh, Thanksgiving? No, I'm just going to try to see some parents on Thursday, and Marissa's going to continue on to see her mom, and I'm going to come home and be a stay-at-home dad for a day and play uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> there you go. All right. We, uh, we're we hosting this year, so we got to cook the turkey. Oh, Jesus. So that'll be interesting. Well, we got we got our meal made. It's uh oh my God, what is it? It's like a stuffed butternut squash type thing. It's not a tofurkey? No. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving from Dan and I both here at No Other Pod to uh, all of our good listeners out there. And, uh, yeah, make sure you uh, subscribe and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. And uh, shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. But uh, until next time, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we'll catch you all later. See ya. Gobble gobble, thumb asses. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.